0: This is The Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geeks, show number 531, recorded on April 21st, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way in your home news reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for The Average Tech Guy. I'm your host, Jim Collison, broadcasting live from the Average AverageGuy.tv studios here And kind of a chilly thunderstorms rolling through. Uh, you know, Rich, I'm sure that, is it thunderstorm season? It's always thunderstorm season in Florida, yeah. right? You guys, not you guys the go, heavy,
1: heavy time. When it gets hotter and humider in July, August, it'll be more, but we get a few.
0: You get a few rolling through there. Of course, we got one through rolling through tonight, but it won't affect anything. And I got a backup generator in case we do. Of course, we'll post the show with some world-class world class show notes out at The Average Guy. TV. Big thanks to John Biggs, who joined us two weeks ago. I got to take a week off uh, last week. And John, thanks for uh, all that you did and all that you brought. Rich, he talked about all this tech health monitoring stuff, 23andMe and uh, Inside Track, and some other stuff, just to kind of, you know, for guys like us, just to kind of pay attention to our health. How's Rich Hayes with us tonight? And uh, Rich, longtime, uh, long-time host or guest host on here. Rich, welcome back.
1: Hey, good to have, be back, Jim. Uh,
0: health, health, okay, free. As we're thinking yeah, about, doing stuff. yeah, doing fine. Yeah, you free. know,
1: when you said twenty three and me, my immediate thought goes to the little bit of regret that I have having done the twenty three and me test. Hmm. In reality, okay, why? Because what? of well, yeah. because I probably didn't do the research I should have ahead of time. It. They really do want to get you into their their DNA pool for testing and verification and validation of X Y Z, right? Literally X Y, um, <laughs> and so. But again, I've learned a lot from that process, you know. And and some of it is is quite accurate. Some of it's a little, yeah. eh, maybe maybe not. Okay. But um, but but you know, knock on wood, health wise, doing very well as far as all that other stuff goes. So,
0: well, uh, that's always good to hear. At our age, I I took a tumble (laughs) the other day, and I hurt my shoulder, and I was like, oh, that's going to last forever. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they
1: they don't go away very slowly these days like they used to.
0: No, they they (laughs) just hang on. I'm like, oh, I'm going to need some physical therapy (laughs) to get this back into shape. Well, it's good, to Rich, good to have you back on, and and good to have you back. We had you back uh, uh, last time we had you on. Last July, so July of 2021, you and I, Mike uh, was with us that night. Um, we spent a lot of time talking about Windows 11. And yeah. uh, why don't you, before we kind of dig in and catch up with you, give me your thoughts uh, on Windows 11 today. It's a year, it's almost a year later. And uh, just give me some high level thoughts on that. I, you know, I come on,
1: we're geeks, right? So we're installing Windows 11 just the minute we can, I think. And and I certainly do that on all my devices. I I did it to my wife's computer without telling her. Oh, she noticed that that things were a little centered, but other than that, things functioned the way it was supposed to function. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, I you know, and I I try not to. I would be an enthusiast for the latest version of Windows, no matter where I worked. Okay, and, and so the one thing you haven't said to the audience at this point is things have changed a little bit for me since July of last year when I was writing about technology and enterprise technology for itprotoday.com. Uh, in October, I got hired at Microsoft. So on October 20th, actually next Monday will be six months that I've been working at Microsoft. So mm-hmm. I'm one of those MV, old MVPs that kind of you know followed the choo-choo train into Microsoft. Mm-hmm unexpected. And we'll talk about the unexpected, you know, how that all came about. But so I would be a proponent of Windows 11, whether I worked at Microsoft or not. I I love the idea of the latest technology. I know Windows 11 has taken a lot of heat. We talked about this last year, the hardware requirements, for instance, Mm -hmm. you know, and when you look at it in the schema of things, it's the first time they significantly challenged hardware requirements in like 10 years since Windows 7 age time. And so, you know, but again, people are very passionate about this stuff and it's not unlike politics. People are passionate about their technology and they have their camps that they're typically in. And so, you know, like I've always said, when I whenever I talk about, you know what? Choose your tech, use your tech, more power to you, you know, use what works for you. And I think that's mm-hmm. the case here, too. Yeah. I yeah. do like the OS, though. I mean, I'm a fan of the, the way it works. Microsoft has rolled out Windows 11 across the company. And so my work laptop is running Windows 11, and uh, I've not had any problems with it. Mm-hmm.
0: So, I've put it both on my Surface Pro, and I have put it on a Dell laptop that I have. And I'm on the Insider program, and so I could yeah. I could do that without the hardware requirements that are required. Neither one of right. those machines meet the hardware requirements. Um, right. In fact, the 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 Windows Pro um, or the Surface Pro is a Pro 3, which is like a, just a four oh, gig. Yeah, it's, a, it's an older one. Runs it just fine. I use it for mostly touchscreen home automation stuff. So I'm not mm-hmm. spending a lot of time on it. The other laptop, however, goes out with me. I do a lot of video stuff on it and I do. It, I'm on it quite a bit. I'll be 100 percent honest with you. I can't really tell that much of it's a difference. It's holding up, right? Yeah. 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 So it's well and it just works for me. Like I just don't. I you know. Yeah. OK. So some things centered and. There's maybe some differences in where I go to get things, but you don't, I, and maybe one of the things that prepared me for it was a year ago, I put a Mac in the middle of all of these Windows PCs. Wow. And the goal was to be, could I just compute, right? Could I compute? Never know the difference. And so I spent a whole bunch of time figuring out, okay, how do I set this up and be fairly OS agnostic for the most part? Now, Right. Some things I can get on Mac, I can't get on Windows, and some things I can get on Windows that I can't get on Mac, and so I've got those all figured out. But going kind of OS agnostic for the most part. So switching to eleven, okay, like right. it's right. So I don't, I don't know if it's as big of a deal today. I mean, I, I just don't know if it's as big of a deal. Yeah. as people are making it. Yeah, yeah. So
1: no, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that because you know yeah. ultimately the OS is expected to do certain things, right? to allow us to run the software we want to run, Mm -hmm. to, you know, access the basic utility functionality of the OS and doing what you need to do technically, and then being productive, whether that be on the web or through software, uh, things like that. And most any OS is doing, even Windows 8, one of the most hated upgrades in the world to Windows, could do those things. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So Just, just, well, in most of that pushback comes from the enthusiast community.
1: Absolutely. Right. They're the, right. they're the loudest yeah. and the, and the proudest. Yeah. So, yep. Yeah. And I hear you. Yep.
0: Yeah. So I, I think I'll still say, you know, if you're listening to this show and you haven't tried it and the Windows Insider program is an easy thing to get on, it will yeah. upgrade anything uh, to Windows 11 and gives you a good chance to take a look at it. We're a year into this. I would have no problems today buying a computer that had Windows 11 on it yeah. native. And just running with it. I just uh, really try to get the OS, even with the phone OS stuff, just try and get the OS out of the way and just kind of become an expert at computing, <laughs> so to yep, speak. That's, that's it. what it's supposed to be, right? We were that's exactly to, what it is. Yeah. OS was supposed to get out of the way. Well, let's catch up with you, Rich. So that was about a year ago. You yep. were writing for IT Pro, right? At that yep. at that point, and Covering
1: then, enterprise technologies for the most part, collaboration, productivity.
0: Yeah. How did this, so how did this job at Microsoft appear well,
1: for you? I, I, so, mid summer last year, maybe a little earlier than July, I, I was actually working with a company that provides contractors to Microsoft, potentially looking for an option to, to change things. I was looking for some kind of change. And uh, this was all happening in the background, doing my day job and, and all of this, but I was discussing things with them. And a couple possibilities popped up in the April timeframe. And What happened was we kind of went through the entire process. So the third party company hires you, pays you, and they're contracted to Microsoft to provide your services to them. Sometimes it's a fixed contract. Sometimes it's longer. and But it's tied to the fiscal year typically, right? New funding, new positions. So there's always that risk. They decide we're going to not fund this anymore. And therefore, after a year, you're out of job. Um, so I was kind of contemplating that as an option. Um, the decision kind of got made for me because the team that I was going to, that I had been cleared through, I'd done all the, the, you know, all the hurdles that had to be done. And then about two weeks before the end of the fiscal year, they had their funding cut for this position, mm-hmm. so it, it died on the vine. Mm-hmm. So stayed where I was doing, doing the things I was doing. And then about August, right, not long after we did that show in July. A buddy of mine, who is also a fellow MVP and somebody who I've known through social media for a long time, Harjit Diwali, who had gone to work for Microsoft last March as a customer engineer, um, pinged me on Twitter and said, "Rich, you should check this position out." And he sends me a link to a job description, and I go and look at it. And you know, it, it's it, it said you had to have like three years of in title experience as a community manager and it had a bunch of this other stuff that you typically see no degree requirement i thought okay right and so we kind of talked back and forth about it. I was like you know i really don't meet this yes i've been in community but i've never really run a community per se and he's like rich just apply see what happens mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i applied um And then I took advantage of uh, the people I know within Microsoft that I've been working alongside for years upon years and asked them to reach out to the hiring manager. They did. A handful of them did and sent him emails about me and their relationship with me and stuff like that. That got me a phone interview. Mm -hmm. So that kind of skipped the whole recruiter thing. And it took me directly to a phone call with one of the principal primary uh, program managers. We chatted. That got me in the loop. Uh, at Microsoft, they have an interesting interview process. Now, this was a non-technical interview, right? I'm not, I'm not in a technical mm-hmm. position. I'm not a dev or something like that, engineer. So, what they do in an interview loop, it's four one-hour interviews over the course of a single day. And so, they, the, the recruiter and those folks get you scheduled for this. You figure out your availability. They schedule you. You find out when you're doing things. And of course, everything was on uh, Teams mm-hmm. uh, because that's kind of the way it was. Mm-hmm. And the team I'm on now is a remote-first team. In fact, when this team was built out a few years ago, it was remote. And so so, we, so you go through your four one-hour interviews. And I, I met with different PMs on the team. I met with my, who is now my manager and then one of the partner program teams that we work with and did the interviews, talked through some stuff. They asked a few scenario things, that kind of stuff. So just great conversations, right? Um, and I knew the manager, he said, I'm going on vacation the day after we finished this interview. So I'll get back to you in about 10 days. And 10 days later, he reaches out to me and says, we're going to, we're going to offer you the job. Nice. The next day I get the electronic documentation of that offer process. And then you go through, uh, with the recruiter, you, you have to d- negotiate the, the compensation stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the worst part of the whole process. And so once that all gets figured out, you electronically sign your offer letter that allows them to then initiate a uh, background check. So Mm -hmm. the position I'm in required a cloud background check because I'm working with customer data and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that takes about 10 days typically through a third party company that does it for Microsoft. So that's the thing where they check your criminal record. They check the courthouse. They check all these things to make sure you're who you are and that you have you've been to school where you said to been to school, stuff like that or worked for whoever you worked for. Um, And I apparently had one of the smoothest processing experiences uh, that I that my buddy had heard of. There's been some really extended periods. And usually that's related to accessibility of the data. Right. Especially if you're coming from overseas or something like that. But that got done in 10 days and the following Monday, it was like, okay, you've passed your screen. You're ready to go. Now we can pick your start date, Nice. pick the start date. And, uh, in fact, the end, so October 25th, the day I started was the 20th anniversary of windows XP.
0: Oh, nice.
1: So that was Good. kind of a cool connection. Yeah.
0: There. Easy, easy um, to remember.
1: Exactly. And so, um, you know, and then it was a matter of let my old job know. You know, yeah. working through those final couple of weeks there, and then, and then I took about a week off. I think kind of in between to just kind of decompress and, yeah. and contemplate what was going on. It, it, it still blows me away. Even today, yeah. it's like a kid in a candy store feeling that I work for Microsoft. Yeah. I, you know, it's something I never imagined. Wasn't necessarily looking for, but I was exploring, mm-hmm. and then for this specific position to come up and the nature of it being community driven, uh, it was just it, it really fit with what I kind of how I approach stuff. So, well, great. and it's been a blast. and And I got to tell you, Jim, what blows me away. So we've been looking at Microsoft from the outside in for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. As MVPs, yeah. yes. yep. as insiders, we interact with the product teams and out through all these forums, right? Through Summit, Build, Ignite, whatever the event is. Um, you know, what has blown me away about Microsoft's internal culture is the collaboration, mm. you know, working cross platform, cross team. Uh, you know, there aren't I, I've not yet to find a silo that you can't, mm. you know, that exists up and down. Everything is cross acro- across the board. And so you, you work with other people on other teams to kind of c- use that synergy to create and to build and to do things that just blow me away. I mean, I am having an absolute blast every morning getting up and going to my work, going right here. By the way, this <laughs> is my Microsoft office right here yeah. to my right. I'm on yeah. my personal computer here, but this is the my Microsoft office. Um, and, uh, you know, so I love come, getting up and coming here and, and firing up the computer and starting the day. I'm a little time shifted. One of the pluses of this global, we are global team. We've got folks over in Shanghai. We've got folks across the U.S. and uh, a good portion of them over in the North Northwest. I get a little bit of a time shift right to the right, about two hours, three hours in my mornings, great time to focus and get caught up with the night and stuff like that. It means you push a little bit later in the, at the end of the day, but that's worked out fine too. So I, I mean, Living the dream is really yeah, kind of, it's yeah. a cliche, but it really is no, a, a blast to be here. And, and the experience of getting on board, the help, the number of people that are willing to reach out. And and of course, I know a lot of people inside of Microsoft. So the men, the first day I logged into Teams, I had all kinds of little team chats from people you know, mm. that, that were welcoming aboard that knew I was coming. So mm. it's been a blast. I can't, believe I was, it. still can't. I
0: would. Well, congratulations on Thank that. You. And I, I was always impressed when we went out for MVP summit, I was always impressed with the way they treated each other. Like it was just a, it was just a, a very friendly and, you know, listen, that's a broad generalization, but it was just a very friendly culture. I always had a good time on campus and And you're right. With uh, is most of the team for you in Washington, or no? There we
1: were pretty spread out. Folks in Texas. uh, Our dev lead is in Orlando. Mm -hmm. I got to meet him last November when I was down there for the week. We actually met for coffee and talked. Um, We've got folks in Texas. We've got folks in uh, here on the East Coast, Midwest, up Northwest. We got folks in California, and again, like I mentioned, we got some folks overseas as well in Shanghai. Mm -hmm. So it's a very global team. And again, when you work with other teams in collaboration, you're working, I work with yeah. somebody I meet with regularly that's in Australia. Uh, so, her, you know, her morning is my night, you know, so, but it works out that we connect at that right time of day to get 30 minutes yeah. to kind of collaborate. And, and so yeah. you make it work. And the, the team I'm on, the Microsoft QA platform team I'm on, is remote. They started that way when the team was built a few years ago. So it was never a consideration that this was about a temporary remote or anything like that. Because I don't know that I'd have done the job interview and taken the position if it meant moving. That, yeah. that would be the one thing I'd say.
0: Sure, sure. Yeah, it's a big big commitment to to make that a lot of growth going on there on the redmond yep. campus um, as well You see that
1: video that GeekWire posted this week uh-uh. no, they posted a drone video showing the progress from last Fe- january february timeframe mm-hmm. to this april showing the progress on the new campus uh, where they tore down the old original buildings yep. the old buildings it's pretty yeah. amazing video yeah
0: Light rail coming in. Do they have light rail station
1: coming in? They showed some pictures of that. Um, and I can't wait, you know, I've got my blue badge hanging over here, over my desk, which I can't use daily. You know, I can walk around with it on my neck and pretend. (laughs) I can't wait to go out to campus as an FTE, as a, as a Microsoft employee and check that out and that experience.
0: So let's talk about the role. I'm a community manager too, but it looks very different, I, I imagine, for what you're doing. So what are, they, what are they paying you to do? What's what's day-to-day look like for you? Uh, my,
1: my, my title is as community manager for Microsoft Q&A. So if you're not familiar and with Microsoft Q&A, Microsoft Q&A is a questions and answer platform, exactly like the name kind of alludes to. Um, customers can come in there and ask a question about a product, platform, or service. Uh, we do focus on enterprise type solutions and, you know, IT pro, that type of thing. Uh, Not so much consumer type stuff. And folks can come in there and ask a question about that. Everything's segregated by tags. So you can tag a certain product. People follow tags. So our community and volunteers can, there you go. You're looking at the all questions page there on Microsoft Q&A. And so people can come in here, post a question. People can come in here and comment on a question, or they can provide an answer on a question. And so it, it, the goal there is to help people solve their issues, but also to make a searchable database of solutions. Because what can happen here, one of the neat features about Q&A is that person that originally posted the question. If someone comes in and provides an answer that solves their problem, they get prompted to, to select that as the accepted answer. And when they do that, that now gives that some credibility as in providing a solution to that issue. And so that, that helps that data get searched and discovered on the platform as well. Uh, when somebody searches on here, they can find information that used to be on MSDN and TechNet. Uh, both those forms are archived, and but they are searchable. Uh, Substack, we, we expose Substack-related uh, results in our search queries because we know that Substack's a, a great platform for finding solutions for our customers as well. Um, and so this is, uh, what you're looking at here. Um, you know, the, you're looking, oh, you're looking at the windows 11 tag. So yeah. yeah, we do, we do talk a little windows 11 in there. I don't know what the latest thing on there yeah, just in the last day or so. Yeah. Um, and so we don't turn people away because it may be a consumer angled question. Uh, but you know, people come here to ask for help. We try to avoid, um, it being a forum type of an activity, ask a question, get an answer. Use comments to kind of amplify or clarify. Um, we have a tremendous community involvement. Um, we have what's called the community champions. So these are folks, MVPs, non-MVPs that go in here and help and answer questions and stuff like that. We have uh, we have people again located worldwide that are jumping in here at different times, day and night, to 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 answer questions and to help people out. And it's just, it's a it's like any site. I mean, the, infor- the the ability to go in here and just ask a question is just immediate. You know, you sign up for Docs Profile, that gets you access to be able to post a question. Uh, and so you can jump in there and ask your question. even if it's only your first time asking a question, you're probably going to get some kind of help there.
0: What kind of numbers do you think, when you think about the community, do you ever try to get an idea of how big the community is just in general?
1: Um, I, we, yes and no. So the platform community-wise, part of the reason I was hired last October is I've, I was hired as the first community manager because um, we have not we we are starting to build out the community uh, engagement across the platform. Mm-hmm. So there's still work to be done. Uh, there's still other product groups and product teams to come on board and start to really invest into the community there. But that's a project we're working on that that is on my my plate to to help build it out mm-hmm. because. Again, community really drive. Now you'll find some Microsoft engineers in here. You'll you'll find some Microsoft customer service folks in here answering questions. So you get a wide variety of people. So you got full time employees. You got engineers that are in there for the sole purpose of answering questions for their platform. And then you've got folks that from the community that are just interested in helping. It it yeah. is a majority of uh, quite a few MVPs that are engaged. Uh, we know that, uh, although I can't share the data that we shared at the MVP summit, but uh, MVPs make a significant impact on this platform.
0: Hmm. Is it kind of the direction Microsoft's going forward as the QA of choice? They've got a different, you know, the insider program is a way, there's an app for the insiders to do some things. Yeah. Is is this a direction of a few? Because it's really hard for a big organization to kick get- yeah one way to do things. Correct? Yeah, you, it's a tool. You, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's an option, right? Because if you, if consumers are looking for help, they usually go to Microsoft to Answers, right? right? Another great right. community of, and places. In fact, today I spoke to the new community manager for uh, for tech community. Tech community is also a very big mm. engaged community where the product teams are engaged and folks are talking to them. So, so we do. And there are three very different platforms with very different focuses and things like that. And I think they can coexist. Um, because they yeah. each bring their own uniqueness to the table.
0: You are in kind of the cloud organization, right, in Microsoft? I am, so yep. this, is that why this leans a little bit towards a lot of the cloud services server side of, of, of that?
1: Well, if, if you were to go to the main uh, product page, there's 16 product groups represented across Q&A. Um, So you can you can dive in as in those each of those product groups kind of have a subdivision of tags that fall under it. So people can really drill down. You can search the tags as well, but you can really drill down to where you're looking at. And so if there's an expert of some type, whether it be Microsoft person or platform product team or whether it be a community volunteer, they can subscribe and follow tags. And so when a new question is posted, they get an alert that there's a question. The, it kind of helps speed up that transition time. And so, yeah, so you're looking at all the different product. The, these are the large kind of groupings. And then each of these break down. And so if you were to click on one of those, um, you'll find sub stuff underneath that. So as you see, the, the shift goes to apps, SDKs, APIs, subsystem for Android, and things of that nature, as opposed to. and we, But we do have some IT pro stuff here with server, too. So Mm -hmm. so you can really drill down to where you're looking for and go in there and find either an answer, potentially an answer, or if you don't ask your question.
0: Yeah, it looks like a powerful platform. It's an extremely
1: flexible platform as far as the scope of what they're able to do on there and what how people can interact with it.
0: So what's been your favorite part so far? You doing you've been doing it six months. Right. So yeah. you're, getting, you're past the honeymoon phase a little bit. You, you know, I the, don't know the... about
1: past the honeymoon phase yet. <laughs> I'm still drinking from the fire hose on some days. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I got to tell you, I think the collaboration has blown me away more than anything is the fact that um, and, and the way if I want to if I'm trying to address an issue or a challenge or, or maybe trying to innovate and come up with ideas for down the road. Um, it, you know, it's just a matter of finding that right person, wherever they're at and starting to talk to them. And I'm on, I'm on a few different cross-platform teams where we're working on different projects and different initiatives, doing research, doing brainstorming. So we just come together, all of us with our own different unique perspectives and we share, we talk, and then we ultimately, you know, that leads to a recommendation or a suggestion to the leadership for something we might do. Usually, uh, you know, around the business, trying to help the business grow, of course, because you're not in business to, to not grow. So it, I think the, collab- the fact that there aren't any silos, I've not yet found in six months a siloed place. So I've not not been able to reach out into another team or to contact. You know, if I got a curiosity question about a certain platform, I go find that person or find somebody who knows that person. And guess what? Teams makes it so easy quick chat, right? Hey, I'm rich. This is what I do. I'm really curious to talk to you about XYZ. They usually respond back. We get some time on the calendar and we start a discussion. I mean, that just happens nearly daily, the ability to reach out to people.
0: So what do you think? Let's let's think to the future. What do you think as you look ahead for this role over the next year or so? What gets you excited to wake up in the morning? I mean, what kinds of things are you going to get an opportunity to do or to grow? kind of in, and keep engaged from that perspective.
1: Yeah. yeah I think it's community. I, I really do. Because again, one of the things I was asked to do when I came in here was to, that we have to scale out our community. Uh, you know, it's been in, a, it's the platform's only a couple years old, right? It launched in preview in October of 2019. So it's just barely hit going to two and a half years since it's been around. And I think GA was in May of 2020, so it's only been, we're just at two years, really, the platform's been in general availability. So I think growing the community, you know, finding out the, the real impact of community across the platform and, and starting to kind of harness that. And, and, and the other thing I want to do big time is to start to recognize our contributors. You know, many of them are MVP, some are not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the opportunity to, to recognize people's efforts and what they're doing is a real big deal um, because they're giving their time. You know, we've got one fella who's retired, lives over in Texas, and he just spends six days a week hanging out on Q&A, helping people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's what he enjoys. Mm -hmm. It's what he likes to do in his retirement. He used to work for the railroad, I think. And that's just what he does. That's what he enjoys. And I mean, and this guy is a machine with the volume of stuff that he does, but the quality of the work, too, because, you know, volume is good. Productivity is good, but uh, quality is real good, too, is important.
0: I have a guy in Europe who does that for me in our communities. And so when I'm sleeping, he's awake and it works out kind of perfectly. And yep. Our communities are not as big. They're still pretty large, but not as big as what we're talking about here. And, um, and so it's kind of nice, you know, with our Facebook groups, about 15,000. And so it mm. gets, I probably get three or four questions overnight and, and he picks up the ones that can be answered. And it's, it's, it is nice. When you, when you think about when you, so you say, okay, to grow the community. So Mm -hmm. how does one in this scenario, like I understand the MVP program, how that gets grown. How do you grow? What do you do to grow this community? What kind of things do you actually have to do to, to get the community to grow?
1: Well, I, I think first off is evangelizing the platform. Talking about QA, it is a young platform. So there, there are folks that don't know about it that haven't heard about it. So that's one part of it, right? You got to get the word out there and you got to talk about it. And so, you know, looking for opportunities to do that. And we do, you know, we have a monthly leaderboard for the Azure tags, right? That we generate a monthly leaderboard of the top contributors. Uh, we, we look to do that across all the product groups as we expand and grow and scale the platform, uh, scale the community across the platform. So just those little kind of tweaks to be able to find the folks that are really contributing. And, and that's the, the thing we're working on now is to really come up with and understand who the community members are and why they're there and what they're doing and how they're contributing. So, okay.
0: Yeah. like a traditional community. It, from yeah. that standpoint, right? What bring drives them, in, them? Recognize people, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and, but, and
1: then you want to recruit. You want to bring more people in, right? To keep it fresh yeah. and keep it growing as well.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brian in the chat says, in the in the school setting, we started using Teams as a result of required remote learning. But now that we're back in person, we still heavily rely on it. And I think this is one of those things that will never go away for a lot of folks. We definitely amped up the way we used teams or some of those other collaboration in teams, different. You can than say zoom. zoom. But... Can say zoom. <laughs> well, but it's a different, like it's a different, I would never, yeah, I would never go to zoom to chat with people. Like I just, right, that's right. only You're right. A, yeah. You know, for me, it's only a, a call platform where yep. we use teams at Gallup. We use teams behind the scenes to chat with each other. We've got groups. Um, some groups are chattier than others. You yep. can, you, you've you got some ability to kind of t- tone those down or turn them up kind of based on yep. what you, what you need. Right. Yep. I, I think, you know, we went to teams right at the beginning of the pandemic and have used it. I was a little skeptical at first. <laughs> I was like, Oh. Oh, about teams? Yeah, oh, about teams. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And it's been a good, I mean, it it has, it has really We've gone full scale. We still have some issues with it with external. When we try to bring external people in, yeah. so we we're hybrid. you Use a little Zoom when when it needs to be when it's folks who are outside of our uh, of the of the domain, so to speak. But Teams has worked well, and we built some things on top of it, and 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 that's worked out um, pretty well. I know Microsoft is one of those organizations. Oh, we don't do, use Teams. We don't. They, use teams. they. Oh no, they definitely do. <laughs> they <laughs> definitely do. And, and it's a, uh, it's great to see those kinds of those, you know, those things take hold. And then there's outside yeah. products in there as well, but yeah, but no it, it, teams
1: is teams really, I think probably one of the best pieces of, especially with a global team that I'm part of, sometimes I got to leave a note for somebody over yeah. in Shanghai or in New Zealand or, or somewhere on the other side of the world. And the asynchronous ability to communicate in your time zone when you need to. And and this is the other thing. People understand not everybody works in the same place in the same time. And so there's such an amount of courtesy from people to say, I mean, even Outlook has features, right, where you can schedule your email to somebody to go to them in their time zone, right? Instead of drop, instead of dropping a temptation into their box at nine o'clock at night that they might be tempted to look, right? So I, I love the way that Microsoft has developed these tools to really allow collaboration to happen naturally without having to artificially, you know, do something at 10 o'clock at night or, you know, to allow people that work-life balance. And, and Teams, I just simply love the ability of Teams that again, find the person, find their name, drop them a quick note, you know, don't just say hi, right? Hello. Don't you just ask outright. There's this really popular link on a lot of people's teams uh, status. That's called um, what's it say? No, hi, I think it is or no, I I hope I don't send people to a horrible website with that, but it's basically just don't say hi, just post your question and post it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've gotten into that habit. And then whenever they see it, whenever they get to it, whenever their day is that they're checking their team's chat they're going to respond to it at that point. Kind of mm-hmm. it, it's there's, but it, it, to me, it's just, I find it much more convenient than email. I don't know why email just oh, feels shit. that little more formal mm-hmm. than a team's chat. Yeah. So, t- yeah. you know, I remember back to, you remember back to the days of ICQ and, oh, and yeah. yeah. AOL IM and all of that stuff that we used to have in those days, it, but teams really allows that kind of, kind of ca- um, casual collaboration with, through a team's chat note And which, oh, by the way, if it gets to real serious discussion, it's a one click button to have a phone call going on. Right. Um, Or do the email for the more formal kind of thing. But I've really enjoyed and we were using Teams at my old job before I left, uh, you know, uh, Informa and IT Pro today. Um, But I mean, Teams is just. I really, again, I would be talking about this product like this, even if I didn't work for Microsoft, because it is, I find it to be such a great collaborative uh, tool. And it really, yeah. uh, again, I probably spend 80% of my day in Teams, you know, when I'm not in Word or PowerPoint or do, or I do do email, email's a necessity. But, you know, I probably spend most of my time in the one program would be Teams.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I, it's, I, I do like, you know, uh, there's this kind of saying, uh, you know, that goes around the internet that, that a meeting could have been an email. Oh, <laughs> could have been a team I, chat. Actually, I actually say that email should have been a meeting. And because we, you know, emails and even chat gets misread. Although yeah. I think email has a, has a, has a higher propensity to be misread than chat for whatever reason. Like, you just don't read chat the same way you read email. And yeah. so many, and then, and then, you know, everybody, like, you know, a, a thread will get started a, a bunch a, around a bunch of chatty people. And all of a sudden have, you know, 17 emails that yeah. aren't there. Then I got to figure out the thread and who said what, when. Just like, guys, t- either take it to Teams or set up a quick meeting. Like we, yeah. <laughs> you know, pre-pandemic, that was a lot harder, I think, for folks to kind of think of being on camera or have a good microphone, whatever. But we gave everybody great mics. We gave everybody cameras to make sure it was going to work. And so now it's just for me, if I, if it's going to be more than two sentences, I just ping them. You got a minute. Can we just talk? It's yep. just so much faster. And then you can go back and forth and get it done. So, yeah, I like uh, the
1: transcripting. I like the recordings yeah. because those are searchable yeah. and stuff like that too. So yeah, yeah. We, haven't, been we haven't, we haven't
0: really done much of that. Has the, has the new job with Microsoft brought any new gadgets your way? Is it because you're... Because I'm at system? Microsoft? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no,
1: nah, not really. You know, uh, the work laptop they sent me was a Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Gen 6 <laughs> okay. device. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was kind of holding out outside hope that maybe a Surface Studio would have been mm-hmm. in my, you know, delivered mm-hmm. by FedEx. But, oh, well, yeah. no, it wasn't. Um, but, no, this Lenovo device, they, so they kit you out pretty good in, in our organization. So um, and I don't know if this applies to all new employees, but they shipped me. So before my first day, I had the laptop on board. I had a 27 inch ThinkPad monitor, a ThinkPad dock, mouse, keyboard, headset, you know, boom mic, all that kind of stuff to be able to set up my workstation. And so um, in that time I was off and stuff like that. I, I very purposely, I, I segregate my, my Microsoft office from my, my desk, right? Because mm-hmm. I try not to do any other work there except for work work, right? Um, I don't do work work on my personal device. And I think it's important to have those, that separation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, but it, So I think the only thing I invested in that was not sent to me by them was a, I bought a second Brio, Logitech Brio camera. Mm, Because unfortunately, mm -hmm. the camera on the monitor was not that good. So I wanted that better definition because, again, we spend most of our time on calls. Although I will, you know, most people will initially check in with their camera on and say, hey, I'm here doing great. Thank you. Thank you. And then most people go off camera to to conduct Mm. the meeting by voice. But uh, so I think that's probably the only thing I kind of invested in outside of that. We've had a couple of internal events um, where they've given us a choice of gadgets to pick. You know, I'm not talking about Surface Duo 2 or something like that, but I did get myself a ring light from one of those events. Oh, nice, so I have a nice, ring light at my yeah. work desk that helps with yeah. the, the quality of the video Lighting. and stuff like that, because yep. you yep. want people to, to better see, if, especially when you need yes. those facial intera- the interactions face to face. But all so, in all, it's just, you know, so they give you a good kit that first day. Um, you know, once you, once I passed that cloud screening and I had my start date, things moved along pretty quick. The business manager reaches out and starts to make sure you're getting the right things that you need. Day one, um, I did have a little bit of a wait for my manager because of again the time difference, but he had my credentials waiting for me. Logged, I had the laptop already. You know me; I already had the laptop updated and ready to go. Uh, and then, uh, and they they ship it to you basically ready to log in with your credentials. It sets up everything for you. And I was up and running within just a couple hours of of Mm. officially being on the job. And then it's just been a matter of, you know, you do your typical new employee stuff. There's orientation and all that kind of stuff, benefits. Um, And, you know, Microsoft has a great benefits package, you know, all of the stuff that comes with it. And then it's just then for me, the hardest thing was kind of once I kind of got over that initial hump was finding my pace, finding my routine. You know, there are variations that happen, but, and I guess I would say after six months, my calendar is filled up with quite a few, you know, one-on-ones and syncs and team this, team that. But again, it's a a flow that is not disruptive. I mean, that's, again, most of the time we spend working is collaborating to come up with where we're going to go. Then you do the grunt work, right? Then you create Mm -hmm. the documents. And I tell you what, Mm -hmm. I've learned to use GitHub. Never thought mm. I'd be a guy oh, who pushed the live. Yeah. <laughs> I've been able to do merge the live just a few days ago. Nice. We do all the documentation in GitHub. So, all our QA yeah. documentation is okay. on GitHub. I've learned how to, I've learned about branches. I've learned how to do forks. I've learned how to do some, I, when I was doing my initial uh, documentation review, I had my own branch of the repo. I was plugging away in it. And when it was ready, I just pushed the pull request to our, pro, our platform lead she approved it for me and it went live. I was like, dude, that's kind of cool stuff. I just wrote just mm-hmm. went live on a microsoft.com site. <laughs> that's that kid, in the candy store stuff that still yeah. happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's I, fun. I need I'm that's That's plan. one thing I, I wish I was using more get uh, from, from time to time and, and for documentation and some of those things. I, I don't. I'm not great at that, and I'm not forced to do it. Like you know, I don't have a team around me doing it. But right, if I did, it'd it'd be. Speaking of gadgets, did you see
1: recently they knocked about five hundred dollars off the Surface Duo
0: two? I saw that. I saw that. I still don't know if I'd buy it. Would you? Uh,
1: I don't know. Let Let me say (laughs) that that discount is not available to us in the employee store. Oh, okay. That's something and, the commercial folks are, you know, the the carrier or whoever's selling it is doing.
0: They're doing it that way. They're taking the hit. They. By the
1: way, that's what? also a very cool benefit, employee store.
0: Yeah, well, and in it's all online. I'm. I, yeah, I it's all I online. Agree. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Although they're back on campus now, so we are at a state where people are able to go back on campus, uh, and because we're at what they call, uh, I think. Uh, Whatever level we're at is there is a process through an app we have that is available on our phones to kind of show our show proof of either negative tests and things like that that most companies are doing. But people are back on campus, so I am starting to see um, other people on teams I work with, not my team per se, that are working out of campus and conference rooms. There, there you go. Yeah, nine ninety nine at Best Buy.
0: Yeah, and a couple different places. One hundred twenty eight gig of RAM or yeah. uh, one hundred twenty eight gig storage. Do you think, you know, that's mm. a thousand dollars, Rich? Mm. That's still, a I mean, I,
1: I paid that for my S21, yeah, um, for my Galaxy, but I, I, I haven't it, it is, either. and then that's last fall's device. So, right, from an right. outsider, you know, and again, I have here's the other lesson learned about being at Microsoft I couldn't tell you a clue about what the windows team is doing in windows 11 i couldn't tell you what the surface team is doing in hardware i i, I have i guess that's where the uh, silos come in at right what teams are working on teams are working on um and uh, so i couldn't give you a clue if there's a new surface coming or if there's you know windows 11 or whatever it is but um so that I guess outside of the collaboration that happens quite nicely, there are still, you know, those internal functions on teams that happen, you know, outside of the site of other members of the company. Mm-hmm. People hear you work for Microsoft, so they're automatically going, well, Windows 11 or, you know, the, that's the typical connection most people will make. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah. So I don't know. I, I find the device in tr- I've always found the surface doing I was at the launch event in New York City in my other job. For the Surface Duo, uh, what would have been October of 2019, right before we went into the pandemic lockdown. And so I was there in New York City for that launch. And it was a hard device to get close to. You had to have had an appointment with an exec that was there showing off the device. And uh, it, but it's, I tell you what, man, it's, um, I think the potential of a dual screen device in that mode as in a foldable, but yet they're two distinct screens. I, I just think reliability wise, I haven't seen any new numbers on reliability of folding devices, but you know, there were early on there were some real issues with the screens and mm-hmm. issues around them. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, it's two distinct screens that are hinged together. So mm-hmm. I do like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, man, it's tempting. They are, (laughs) I guess they're going to put Android 12 on it or it's getting Android 12, which is the, you know, the latest release of Android. So yeah, I, 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 I'm kind of stuck in my Samsung galaxy devices these days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm an iPhone guy. Notice it's got Google on the, (laughs) on the search bar up top. Oh Yeah. No, because
1: it's Android based. Yep. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. um, (laughs) I don't know. It's a good, it's a good to to me
1: that that price, that's a pretty good deal. But again, um, I I don't know. I don't know.
0: I think in my, my use case, right. I do um, you know, I try to, with my job, there's not. I have to write a lot for my job for customers. Like I'm talking to customers all the time, and, and that's just not super convenient to do on the phone. Yeah, it's not. Produ- so, it's not as
1: productive as a laptop, for instance, no, or s- surface no, device, and, or something like that.
0: And this doesn't. This gets you kind of close, but not really that much closer. So, yeah. um, like anything, first version of it. Um, and so it's you know, you, you, I hopefully things will get better. Brian in the chat says I'm solidly Apple mm. ecosystem, yep. but. I too like the hinge style for a folding phone. I mean, I do think they got it right. And I, I know Samsung's trying to get that fold to be a, the screen to fold as well. Right. They've And they had some, they had some issues with that first yeah.
1: generation too. So, I mean, look, that is the challenge with technology, right? Is that right. you got it? Somebody's got to be first in trying this stuff out. I mean, we could really be extreme and go back to Bill Gates days in Microsoft when they launched, launched a, you know, a tablet back. Well, I forget the timing on it, but right. They did. It was way too early for the time. And and the, so anytime technology yeah. launches or technology is developed and new stuff comes about, sometimes they can be well ahead of their time and, and just not catch on. And then later, you know, everything starts to grab and, mm-hmm. and take hold. So. Mm -hmm. it's a good looking device especially that black one that came out surface duo two, the obsidian
0: it's also got that weird camera bump it's got
1: the bump yeah it's got the bump i mean my phone's got the bump i mean my s21's got the bump although my case does a pretty good job of minimizing it but yeah it does
0: right you put a case on it and i guess you could do the same thing here
1: um the rumors are that iphones Maybe working on something. That's,
0: I was just going to say if Apple did this, uh, it would this map maybe something for it would, me, the extra it, screen real estate. Yeah. Could be, it would be, be interesting helpful. to watch.
1: Yeah, That's why be, I love being in technology. I love working around yeah. technology. And now I got to tell you, seeing how the sausage is made, in a sense, mm-hmm. of how products are developed and, and how they move down their development path. It's enlightening. I mean, again, we're we're different types of geeks, right? That you, the folks that usually would listen to this program, because you know we're we're enthusiasts and we're we're power users, and so we're already pretty close to understanding that things that that it's just just a flip of the switch to do something. You know, one change to one thing can impact an entire you know, circle of things. And so it, it, every, each and every little tweak and, and step has to be evaluated. Whereas a, I would say a, a majority of folks that are out on the outside watching, maybe watching Windows 11 through the insider builds or whatever it is, um, they, they're going, well, we'll just fix it. You know, just it, it's an easy fix. That's the, you know, usually here it's an easy fix and, and it may seem like an easy fix, but I'm learning, you know, as I see how things are made, I mean, first off, that's just a tremendously enlightening insight to see how the product platform, how products go through their development cycles yeah. and, and how things are prioritized and all of this stuff. I recently got to go through some training on product ownership. So so somebody who owns a product, whether it be a platform or a service or a device or whatever it is and how how you go from ideation to that release and how often you do it and all that kind of stuff. So so. It, it's to me, it blew me. A, I'd never been through anything like that. I certainly owned processes back in the day in the Navy. You know, I was responsible for moving a squadron of 300 people from Jacksonville, Florida to San Diego, California. That just doesn't happen by picking up a phone. You got to mm-hmm. plan. You gotta, and it's the same thing in anything. You have to do that mm-hmm. with the kind of work you do with with you have to plan. You can't just right. walk in in the morning and go, OK, we're going to do X, Y, Z, which is like this full blown event. You know, you don't do build by saying I'm going to do build (laughs) next month or ignite or game developer conference or whatever it is. Um, So, yeah, it's it's not something that turns on a dime. You know, products and platforms just don't turn on a dime.
0: No, no. Joe, Joe, in the chat room, as we're looking at the duo, he says, bring back Windows Mobile. Hashtag bring (laughs) back Windows Mobile. That would have been, to be honest, that would have been a dynamite OS to have on a duo just to be honest, it would have been, you know, and I know, I know why and I know all those things, yeah. right. It was a different time, different era, but um, boy, that'd have been a dynamite. <laughs> uh, a dynamite it would have been to be
1: interesting honest. to have that UI, that uh-huh. tile based UI on that, on that type of slide and stuff. Back. Again, same yeah. concepts that they're doing now, but to have that with the windows mobile platform.
0: Yeah. yeah. It'd have been pretty good today. I picked up, I should show you this today it just came in. I did a Woot special. These are a couple years old, but we replaced the uh, the. I had a five uh, Echo Show five, and I uh-huh. replaced it with this the the uh, the Echo Show that's the seven inch screen. Oh, and, okay. And I kind of thought you can kind of see it here on screen. Uh, it's got a, a big speaker. Uh, a review does have a big speaker, and it yeah. was it was a really nice upgrade. Now I got it on Woot for twenty. You had the bucks.
1: five, you said. Say, I had the say five. What? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a five in my office. So I've got a five sitting over here to my right. right that I use for listening to music alerts and stuff like that reminder. I use it for a lot of math. I don't know about you. When I'm crunching yeah. numbers, yeah. I ask Alexa yeah. to crunch numbers for me. Don't yeah. do that, Alexa. <laughs> um, the, but I do. I say, Alexa, what is what percentage is X of X? And it's awesome because she yeah. takes care of it for me. But yeah, the- I love the five. I got it because it was so compact. And again, right. it's probably a deal, a special, but 25 yeah. bucks for the seven-inch one. 25 on woot.
0: That's a, it's a couple years old. It's a refurb, whatever. The, okay my five was going the screen was starting to mm-hmm. flicker a little bit. And when this came up, I was like, Yeah, how can I not spend and it's a it's a really good kitchen device. Like again, yeah. you get it. We have it in the kitchen. Yeah, you can see it from far away. It's got a lot of functionality on it. Uh of course, the new UI, there's there's been some additions to the to the ui on these devices and they've gotten better timers are more visible the weather yeah very much so better. yep yeah yep because so we the, have
1: the, the larger echo so i don't know what size it is but we have the large echo uh 10, in our 15? kitchen the 10 the, i think it's the 10, 10 it's not the 15 it's the, yeah. it's the round kind of uh angled or whatever you want to call it but yeah we and my wife loves it she catches recipes on there yeah. uh, lately alex has been offering to tell a lot of jokes so, you know, she'll engage with the stuff there, the weather or whatever it might be.
0: You picked up, uh, you picked up this one. Uh, let's just show that there, right? you got, oh, this. no, that's not
1: the one I got. So okay. I must have like second gen. Um, it would be, maybe it's an eight inch. That's it's actually can. one that Amazon sent me. Oh, uh,
0: okay. So is it this, is it the show eight? Yeah. The that's show eight,
1: there you go. That's okay. the one I have in my kitchen. So that's a couple yeah. years old now. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, well, I've this one for a while. 2021 release, but it, I think there was probably, you know, 20, 2019. Yeah, or, I probably or so had
1: the first in. gen. It was something my, I think Amazon sent it to me for review, kind of influencer type thing at sure. the time. And again, also a very big clear screen, pretty good mm-hmm. speaker, really good speaker mm-hmm. on it. Um, and we do all our home automation through Alexa. I mean, it's just where we've yeah, kind of you? defaulted. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? It works out. It works out pretty well for most people. Easy to set up. Easy to use. Um, they now have a 15-inch version of this. Uh, Aaron Lawrence, who comes on from time to time, uh, reviewed that and has had that. And now that's a whole different beast. I mean, that's a hanging That's up. almost
1: a tablet hanging up, yeah, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. 15-inch. Yeah.
1: So I'm trying to think
0: size-wise. And you I hang have... it in portrait mode.
1: So I have the... I have the yeah. Surface Laptop 4. That's a 15-inch screen. Right. So that's a pretty big chunk of screen to be hanging up.
0: Yeah. Probably not that thin
1: either, is it? Probably not as thin to as that be,
0: straight. And it's 15-6. Here, let me show this. Oh, one. wow. It's almost 16 inches. So, you know, you got a pretty good size. Let's bring it. Again, apologize for those who are on the audio side of things. But you get this. I mean, you almost get this picture frame kind of look hanging right. in landscape here. You can put it in portrait as well. It's got a camera associated with it. I think we talked about it a little bit the last time she was on, but kind of meant to be the family hub, right? The, right, the, right, right. You can come in, calendar, the UI is kind of built for that. This is one of the things where I've I've actually been kind of impressed with, with Amazon's UI, where they seem to be getting it right per device, right? And Yeah, for be, the different size of, screen. Yeah, for the different screens. So it's um it came in, we set it up, I had it running in about 10 minutes. It kind of joined, you know, joined the network, got on, did its thing. The much better speaker than the uh the 5 had on it. Really. And, and made a nice addition. Yeah, for 25.
1: Oh, hold on, you're talking again about the one you just the got the seven. From yeah, the 7, oh, the seven yeah.
0: Yeah, the 7 the the, the show cool. 7 inch. So um any other uh Rich any other gadgets you've been um you've been eyeballing either to looking for the future here or um, anything you've picked up since the last time we saw you that you've really, um, you really not.
1: I mean, I, I, like I said, I have the surface laptop four um, these days. One of the last devices Microsoft sent me before I left it pro today. Um, mm-hmm. And, and again, my wife uses the surface laptop three. Uh, she yeah. loves that device. She's moved off an old ancient desktop. Actually, I replaced her old desktop uh, with a, uh, a little, um, what do they call those things? The little square, um, not power like PC, a, but um, it's like one of those nook? really small. Not the. Like a, it's like a Nook. It's a very small yeah. device. I think I picked it up for about two hundred and ten dollars. for For the her, it's running Windows eleven. By the way, just oh. fine, no problem. Release, and uh, she's actually hardly ever on her desktop anymore. She mostly spends her time on her laptop. So she's kind of really shifted to laptop mobile as opposed to a desktop. But, um, but yeah, no, outside of that, it's the latest upgrades to the 21s last fall. Um, I've kind of settled the in. I think, gadget wise. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do have back in the back corner here, I have a soundbar that uh, Tribit sent me to take a look at. This will be the last device I officially look at as an quote unquote influencer. Um, But um, it's an HDMI based uh, soundbar for your TV or your computer desk or something like that but outside of that kind of, I am kind of in a holding pattern when it comes to tech. Um, and you know, I've expanded the, I've started to install some switches in the house, uh, Mm -hmm, smart switches. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately I've discovered also that anywhere I have a double gang, a double switch that in order to save a little bit of money, the construction company used one ground wire for the Uh, two switches, Mm -hmm. which they kind of cross over. But most of the, uh, the uh, smart light switches and stuff like that require individual grounds. And so they don't work in a double gang setup. Mm. So it, it's unfortunate because yeah. no. it, it just it takes those out of play. So, for no. instance, you know, in this home office, I can control my fan because it's also my light on a single mm-hmm. gang switch. But out in the living room, it's a double gang, Can't do it. So where I've been able to upgrade switches, I did those. First one, I really spent a lot of time looking at you because I'm not an electrician, but I spent a lot of time watching and looking at YouTube, figured it out and got the process down and was able to do it pretty easy. So I think everywhere I've got singles, I've changed them to smart switches. So and I've played with the whole scheme thing. You know, I can get up in the morning and say, good morning, Alexa, and she'll turn on the lights I need to get my morning started and do my thing. But, but, yeah, kind of for the most part, just a holding pattern. Now, see, this is where I think I'm going to in my next evolution tech-wise. Yeah. I know in uh, UFI, right? Mm-hmm. I go with Yuffie because they provide onboard storage. You do not have to go to their cloud. And and so I also, oh, well, I guess last fall I did a Synology NAS. I did a double disk, a two-port uh, Synology, a DS220+. First time I'd ever, because I had one of the old, remember the old MyClouds from Mm -hmm. uh, Western Mm -hmm. Digital? I had one of the really ancient ones. I got it when I worked at Best Buy. All right. So that would have been 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. And so I finally replaced it, got a Synology, put a couple of really good uh, one terabyte or two terabyte. They call them Red Wolves, I think. They're meant for that kind of work. And I'm loving that, and it actually has a add-in for doing monitoring of your cameras. Mm-hmm. So if they're on your network, so I think that's where I might be heading to next. I got the Eufy doorbell, video doorbell on the front door, um, and I talked about doing some camera stuff. So I think that might be the next place I play. Um, Mm -hmm. My time is starting to free up a little bit. Uh, I think I've shared with you before here on the show in the audience that I am in formation uh, in the Catholic Church Mm -hmm. to be ordained as a permanent deacon. Uh, We have finally finished our academics. We've got just a couple uh, academic local stuff left. And then it's a a few retreats and vocation boards, interviews and stuff like that. But we're scheduled to be ordained on the 11th of June. uh, Just a little more than about 50 or so days from now. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking now that classwork, done, you know, now my time is starting to come back to me a little bit. And I think that might be my next kind of thing. I'd love to set this Synology up to kind of store my video, to give me a monitoring station for the video. And, and I like the UFI only because it's onboard storage. Yeah. You, know, and you don't yeah. have to go to the cloud with it. And I actually have a, uh, another camera, of the, um, the one with the pan and tilt. Mm-hmm. That when we're away, I plug it up so we can track yeah. the cat and keep an eye on yeah. the inside of the house. Yeah. And, but I had to mount it on a piece of board to kind of create this rig that it goes on the top shelf of a bookshelf to work. Ah, but but yeah, you, yeah, you know, yeah. again, it's just temporary. But I think yeah. the video thing is is kind of an intriguing. Now, was that yours that you were looking at? Yeah, ring Let's devices. Go,
0: uh, I these are all ring devices. Let's switch over to that setting. Yeah, so showing this. So on your garage, right your
1: front door.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Garage bottom right, front door bottom left, back deck top oh, okay. left.
1: Okay. I see. Driveway it. top right. Gotcha.
0: I just installed the garage cam, not because I needed to, but I needed to be complete and have four cams. It was bothering <laughs> me. Not to
1: have just three blocks, right? Just All right. three
0: blocks and an empty one. Now, That's awesome. You know, you can you can pick up a stick up cam for fifty bucks, right? And so if you, you can buy them on woo, it's as cheap as forty five. I think. Stick up. I mean, stick up cam. Ring stick up cam is what they're called. They're powered. Okay. They, they're meant for indoor. It's the one that went in the garage. In fact, I can see right now, as I'm looking at this, my garage door is still open. I so, see
1: that now. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it gives me the opportunity to be like, okay, when we're done with the show. Oh, come or,
1: on home gadget geek. Don't you have a button on a phone? You I can do, push to close I don't, that. Not yet.
0: Uh, <laughs> not, no, no. Garage door is still, uh, is garage still door is very manual for me
1: too. Well, it, it's, it's got yeah. a motor on it, but. Hey, knock on yeah. wood, that motor's been running for 18 plus years in this house.
0: I know. You almost don't want to touch it, right? Exactly. Um, but pick that up, uh pick that up the last week and um and put the one in the garage. And it's been kind of nice. I can, you know, um, I, I hear, yeah, I can hear Sarah coming in, but I can also see on the on the camera or whatever. In like in this case, this is doing what I wanted it to do, which right. was hey. Make sure you shut the garage You're door. You shut your garage door. Uh, do <laughs> you, you, know. you,
1: what do you, do you use motion to trigger them? Are they always yeah. recording? What do you yeah. do? Yeah,
0: no, they're motion only. Okay. They Depending upon where they're located. So the ones that are plugged in every 15 minutes, it takes a snapshot, right? So that it, it's updating the camera. I don't try to do the real time stuff. It's gotcha. just, it, it's just, but just updated. Now that I'm working from home a couple days a week, uh, it's nice when the delivery guy comes here. I can, you know, when I hear the, someone's at the, it's great. It's awesome. Um, I can uh, tell the, you know, I can just go over here on the monitor and click on it and see who's, what the, who, who the delivery driver was or somebody that's, that's there. So, um, yeah. So they just, they basically refresh about every five minutes. I get a new, uh, like I get a new picture and I can so see you have a
1: live monitor. You have a monitor
0: that is always showing you the views. Okay, I do. Cool. Yeah, I do. It's just one of those setups. So this, I just have a, you know, I have a, a browser window open. Sure. Ring has made this a lot better over the last couple months. This was refreshing about every 12 hours and making you log back in at one point. oh no! They kidding. took away the apps. You know, there used to be a Windows app for this. They took it away and said, Now we're not going to do it anymore. Just do the browser. They've extended, somehow they've extended this. So these stay now for a couple weeks before I need to kind of re-log. Before in. you have re-log to log back. Like okay. Yeah. So it allows me to That's keep like... them in. A, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. That's been another, um, that's been another addition for me that I have put in. I've been very happy with, I don't think I'll, I think I'm done with cameras. You know, I don't, Mm. I've got just about everything. There's probably one place now I can't see and it's okay. (laughs) You know, I don't, I don't, I don't need that. So as you, you know, as you get into that, I think your thinking is right. You got the Synology, look at the hardware that takes advantage of the Synology. You know, the, the, there's a couple apps on there that'll, do that for you. It. And it's a little addicting, you know, you're home all the time. It's a little yeah. addicting to take a look right. outside. Like, right. What's, I, I got to tell world? you,
1: I've been really impressed with the Synology. I'd never used one before. You um, certainly knew the brand and stuff like that. So when I was researching to replace the MyCloud, um, you know, I landed on Synology. There's a lot of choices out there. But Synology, I got to tell you, using their interface, their UI, which I access through a browser, um, it's it, it feels like an OS desktop. Right, it's got icons on the desktop. It's got drop-down menu that you could equate with the equate with a start menu. Uh, you can put any shortcut down there that you want. It's got monitoring of the system itself. I I it backs up my it backs up my home computer, my main computer and my wife's laptop once a day and it's a differential backup. So it only once you've started your sequencing it only backs up what changes each day. Um, I have a I have a thing that takes and accesses my camera photo, my camera roll on OneDrive and brings it down to the Synology and stores it. And then I have a UI that does facial recognition. I can tag people and things like that. So I have the ability. Search isn't as good as, say, Google Photos. Google Mm -hmm. Photos search is pretty Mm -hmm. fantastic. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. the, you know, so even the Synology Photos app is very functional, you know, to give you a timeline of your images and stuff like that. And it does it automatically. I don't have to think about it. So, and I think my photos now go to Amazon, they go to Google and they go to OneDrive and now they go to the Synology too. So I think I'm, all my camera rolls are dropping in like four different places, but, but I, it was great because when I did this, I cleaned up a lot of duplicate storage I had on the, my cloud. And, you know, so it would, it enabled me to kind of really clean up my, my storage, uh, you know, where, how much I was using. So mm-hmm. I, I like it. I've, and it's, again, it's another one of those things that when I first got it, I was geeking on it a whole lot, messing with the UI, checking this out, checking that out. Now it just kind of sits on the corner of my desk and does its thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do much to it. I just recently updated to newest release 7.1, but it just, it's one of those fire and forgets that is extremely yeah, yeah. reliable. Wow. And I think, I, I think about technology, that's probably the in the, my day and age and where I'm at in my life, I want that. I want that. Get it set up, get it rolling, and then just let it do. I like that. I don't want to have to be constantly tweaking it and to make right. it work or make it right. run yeah
0: do do set up some kind of reminder to check it you know once a oh month. no
1: i i get alerts yeah. i do if something yeah. weird's going on yeah. i got it, well, again this is synology in their os is that i right. have the ability to set triggers that if it gets to a certain point or is, is either whether it be the yeah. storage or whether it be it has this weird little whatever it might be i i do get alerts from the from the system that pops up and because i have a browser it's in my browser and so i get a little icon you know it increments the little number on the icon if there's something that I, I need to check yeah, yeah. plus emails it's, and this, that, and everything else.
0: It's easy to let them go a couple months and then you're like, you you'd log in and you're a couple of Then you find out there's an and, issue. Yeah. 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 So my Drobo died a couple months ago and I brought it back to life and then was using it very sporadically, like just for little stuff. And then it died again. So I think I'm done. I'm going to shut that thing down and take it to Best Buy and recycle it. And uh, yeah. I think it's time I kind of start thinking through like what's going to be the next generation of NAS device for me. Certainly yeah. our storage needs have drastically changed. I just don't need as much as I used to. No, have. But I not do, at all. do you do like to have it, you know. Oh, so. I,
1: I agree. And and again, I think that NAS, you know, we live in an age where we cl- sync everything to the cloud, right? It. Comparing, let's say, back to the Windows 7 days before OneDrive or back in those days, what was it? SkyDrive. Restoring a system was a lot of work, right? Because to get it all lined up, in this day and age, everything I do syncs to the cloud. Even my Outlook client accesses my Office 365 email account through the cloud. Yeah, there's local copies of things in the Outlook client, but everything's still set in the cloud, too. So it's basically a duplicate of what's set in the cloud. And that makes things easier to restore. And Outlook's gotten smart, right? As long as I restore with the right account, it syncs my settings, it syncs my right. folder layouts, it does all that for me. So okay. it has got a lot easier. I can probably get a system back up and running. I screwed up my BIOS and my desktop. I built this desktop during the pandemic, right? So I, I built a new desktop and it got, I updated. I, again, this is one of those things, Jim, right? I'd not checked on the BIOS updates for a while and I found out I was a few behind. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump to the last one about killed my system. Mm -hmm. Luckily I was able to this, the motherboards on these newer uh, uh, devices, you can flash the BIOS using a flash drive without the computer being able to work. Mm -hmm. And so I was Mm -hmm. able to flash back to the BIOS I was on and got back to my system and everything was still there. But so technology, can be the bane of your existence, or it can oh, yeah. really make things uh, easier.
0: Yeah, there's nothing worse though than that BIOS stuff, and all of a sudden, it, oh, it, and you, you know, that your heart just kind of sinks, and you're like, "Oh, it's gonna be a long night." This is the <laughs> right? advice:
1: don't update your BIOS unless it's fixing something you're having an issue with, or there's a security issue. Otherwise, if it's working, leave it alone. And I'm telling that to myself. That was me that day. I was like, I can't believe I just killed my device.
0: Oh uh, Yeah. glad yeah, it be. Well, Rich, thanks for taking the evening to hang out with me. Always great to catch up with yep. you. Congratulations thanks. on the new role. I'm going to, I'm going to watch you from the outside. You, you know, you and I now have kind of similar roles, different in a lot of ways, but yeah. similar and what we're trying to do, grow community. Yeah. Try to grow yep. community and, and, We're both, we both have the privilege of just getting to work with people every day that, and some great people who do things because they want to, which is the ultimate, right? You're not paying these enthusiasts to do this stuff. They do it because they're super excited about it. And that's a pretty great place to be in a pretty, pretty good privilege. So, congratulations on the new role. Appreciate it. Thank you. you. And congratulations on the, the, the graduation coming up. Uh, oh, for, for the, 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 the Deacony. Yeah, I appreciate right? that. Yeah. You've been doing that for a while. That, right? I mean,
1: this is three years in this yeah. segment, but I had done yeah. three years earlier as well. So it's a total of six that, years. That it's you like a through. master's
0: or it's like a PhD kind of thing. So. I hope, uh, you know, congratulations. That's a long, I'd have given up a long time
1: ago. Doing papers and stuff like that and research papers when you're this stage in life is a little bit of a different beast than it might've been when I was 20 years old, but it's, it's been a blessing. I
0: have no patience. I have no patience (laughs) for that, but then you put up with 30 years in the navy, so. Yeah, <laughs> you Managed you it. yeah you've got the ability to do that. Get that done, Rich. Uh, hang tight with me here for All a second. Right, thanks. Couple couple of reminders on the way out. Big thanks to our Patreon subscribers. If you want to join the team that helps support Home Gadget Geeks, head out to theaverageguy.tv/support. I think theaverageguy.tv/Patreon/Patreon slash gets you there as well. Most of the conversation these days is going into Discord. That's our teams. So if you want to spend some time uh, uh, joining with the group of listeners here in the community that we have. Join us over the theaverageguy.tv discord and join in the conversation. By the way, not a lot. Like, it's not an overwhelming discord. So if you're kind of thinking, I don't need one more thing to join, join our discord. Just a couple conversations a week. It's pretty nice. Rich, you know how sometimes forums can be overwhelming, right? They just, especially the busy ones, not our discord. So head out to theaverageguy.tv slash discord. Um, if you want to leave a message, you got a question, uh, what have you, uh, send me, Leave me uh, a message, homegadgetgeeks.com. There's a little blue microphone on the bottom. You could just leave a, a message. Next week, my oldest son is coming to podcast with me, which is super cool. I've had Sarah, my wife, on here before. Sammy, of course, is famous on Home Gadget Geeks, my youngest daughter. But my son, who's a drummer, approached me a couple of weeks ago and said, Dad, what do you think about uh, just a drumming podcast? And I, I said, <laughs> you know there's a bunch of them. And he's like, yeah, but I, he goes, I, I want to talk to, I want to talk to people. Right. And, I, and he's like, I want to do that. I'm like, yeah, so come on the show. So I said, why don't we start by having you on home gadget geeks and you can just, you can they just get warmed up, practice, see if this is even something you want to do. So rich, pretty Very great when cool. you're, when your, when your cool. oldest son says, yeah, no yeah. Kidding.
1: And, and you know, there is a lot of technology around drums and percussion oh, and yeah. stuff like that as well. If you wanted oh, yeah. to get into that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Click. Click track devices, special, I mean, the, pa- the pads they have now and the technology around the sampling and the pads yep. and all the, all the wireless gear. I mean, there's just in the performance space, there is just a ton of great stuff. Uh, I was ta- chatting with Rich O'Neill, who longtime listener, Rich's random podcast generator back in the day. And he's playing again. And I said, dude, we could have you on just to talk about the tech that you're using, that you play with. There's so yeah. much tech and music now. So next, next week, the 28th, I canceled the, we were going to do kind of a new show. I canceled that and Phil's coming on uh, my oldest. We're going to talk about it as well. If you got any, uh, any show ideas or anything you want us to talk about, send me an email, Jim, at theaverageguy.tv. And of course, theaverageguy.tv platform, both web and media hosting powered by Maple Grove Partners. Get secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Plans still, inflation-proof plans. $10, price not changing. You can get uh, hosting, media hosting, whatever you need out there. MapleGrovePartners.com. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at The Average of TV slash Live. If you're listening to the podcast, come out and join us live. Love to have you out here. Always great experience. Rich, thanks again for coming out tonight. Yep, thanks speak. for having me on. And for those live listeners, thanks for coming. With that, we'll say goodbye.